Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 24 of Empty Betters. I am your host, Harrison Scholes, and I'm going to toss it over here to my co-host on my left, as always, Nick Manella. What's going on, bud? You know, just getting back from New York over the weekend. How uh, was that weekend? I want to hear about it. <laughs> so first off, I uh, want to shout out to my buddy Mark, obviously friend of the program, uh, loyal listener. Is, is friend the right word? Well, yeah. frenemy of the program. Right. <laughs> uh, big Rangers fan, so obviously got to give him some Rangers shit. Fan. But uh, one, of my, one of my dearest friends went up to uh, New York for uh, his birthday over the weekend. So went up on Friday, took the day off, came back Sunday. Witnessed some insane scenes at Penn Station, per usual. Uh, Places a zoo. What a time, man. I guess uh, I hadn't really been out in New York before. I've kind of, I think I've been to New York City three times. This was the third time. Uh, the first time was uh, for a field trip in middle school, so that doesn't really count. And then the most recent time, I didn't really do anything. So cool. you didn't like binge drink on your middle school field trip there? No, uh, okay. surprisingly, I didn't. Uh, I did have some action on the Tampa Bay Lightning during that trip. But okay, no, I'm just fucking. They, I mean, I was gonna say that's probably a smart bet. They would be good around that time. Yeah, no. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, there was a place that had an option for you to literally kill a fish in a tank and make your own sushi nice. after the fresh kill for like 180 bucks. Wow. Uh, that got a lot of attention. Oh, I'm sure. We didn't actually do that, but it got quite a bit no. of attention. The drinks were awesome. The food was awesome. Uh, I can't say enough good things. Maybe I'm maybe I'm turning into a New Yorker. Yeah. You know? did, you get a, did you get a slice or two while you were up there? Got a lot more than one or two. But okay. Yeah, it Which was, places? Uh, uh, we went to this place called DePaul's. Don't even ask me the streets because they all sound the same. I'm just going to say the corner of whatever and whatever. You could just say a number. Yeah, yeah. five and two. <laughs> At the corner of five and two. And... Uh, the the pasta we went to this uh italian place on friday night uh just me and my girlfriend and we were slightly buzzed you know getting off yeah. the margarita happy hour right. you know it's we're feeling good and we walk into this place i'm in like timberland boots and jeans and the waiter's got like fucking uh suit on yeah. and i'm just like ah he do not belong here <laughs> right it actually wasn't that bad it wasn't too pricey uh, you could definitely tell they were kind of laughing at me because I was like kind of dressed down a little bit. Yeah. But the pasta was so freaking good. I love Italians. I love their food. I love New York Italians especially. Nice. They're the greatest people on planet Earth. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was just it was just a really good time. Saturday night was a shit show. That don't even want to get into that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it was just a really good time. And the final story that I'll leave you with, and this pretty much just sums up everything about Jersey and New York in a nutshell. So there's this guy at Penn Station, which, by the way, we left to go home at noon on Sunday, and the Rangers played the Flyers at noon on Sunday. Oh. So I am just surrounded by That's Rangers and Flyers. Already chirping each other in the tunnel, by the way. Like, got, like literally, like, walking up the stairs to get to Madison Square Garden. Right. And <laughs> I got to do it. And they're just ripping each other, right? Busting balls and everything. I'm like, this, this doesn't rest. Like, could you think of two worst fan bases to, like, be? No, yeah. it's the worst. I mean, I guess it's, like, fun if you're, like, for the first five minutes, it's like a fly on the wall, and you can just, like, hear them hurl dim-witted insults at each other back yeah. and forth, but... Maybe I mean, Boston. That's the only other one I could think of. But anyways, yeah. here's the, so the story is this guy is eating a fucking sandwich next to me while the girl's going to the bathroom. God bless her for going to the bathroom there. Um, and he he's eating the sub, and there's about like a quarter of it left, 
and he drops it. Don't tell me he picked it up and ate it. He drops it, right? And it hits the floor. And this isn't like a five-second rule like, oh, I got to get it, I got to get it. He looks at it, stares down at his feet, grabs the sandwich, and puts it up to his mouth. And I'm looking at him. I'm right next to him like I am to you right now. And I start gagging. I'm like, and I like turn the other way. And he starts eating it. And when I turn back at him, he's looking at me. Oh, that's weird. He's looking at me that's while he's eating because he saw me gag. Ugh. So he's like, I'm just eating. I'm like, dude, there's rats, there's rodents, there's feet. There's, like, especially in the day and age with the virus going on. I'm oh like, are God. you a nut job? Patient zero. I, I, I never have seen anything like it, ever. I've never seen anything. I was like, you are a psychopath. That's so And gross. on the way up, on, we took the Jersey Transit system, which was smart financially but not smart emotionally. Uh, yeah. Uh, these two guys were full on having a rap battle next to us. Oh, that's always entertaining. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, speaker, no headphones, nothing. Full blast iPhone 11 stereo. Just cranking, like, whatever hip-hop rap they're playing. That's, uh, like, all-time pet peeve for me. Yeah. Is when people are either playing music without headphones in or talking on the phone, like, on speaker without oh, headphones Oh, and they did in. both. That puts me sideways. Like, and I, I was laughing so hard. I thought I was going to get killed because yeah. you could see my – I had my hat on, my hood up. I was, like, trying to hide it. It was uh, one of the most interesting trips – just from a people watching standpoint, maybe oh, I don't get sure. out. Maybe I don't get out enough. I don't know. But I used I, to take uh, like the mega bus or whatever into Manhattan, and yeah. there was like there was oh. guys trying to sell you like watches out of like thirty four <laughs> gallon black trash bags. Yeah, just like no, go away. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's just a different world up there. I here's what I'll say: if you're ever going to New York and you want to do it cheap and not buy an Amtrak ticket, uh. Take the drive up to Jersey. Don't go to Trenton because I went to Trenton and it's not a nice place. No. Go to like Princeton or Hamilton. It's only like 15 or 20 minutes farther up the road. Park your car there. Take the train up. The train's $16 each way, so 32 bucks round trip. Saves you a ton of money as opposed to taking the Amtrak for 225 bucks from wherever you're going. So I mean, I feel like... You know, I've looked at doing the train to New York, and flights are sort of on par with Amtrak, oh, yeah. like Amtrak tickets. Oh, uh, well, all right. I'm not going to bore you guys with my stories anymore, but this guy on the way home, empty <laughs> fucking train, empty train, no one, not a soul. This guy, nice guy, literally sits in the row next to me and the girlfriend, right? Uh-huh. And this dude is talking to me about the coronavirus, the stock market, Everything. I'm not. I got headphones in. I'm like. I'm just like not my. He went on a 20 minute, 20 minute tangent about how Amtrak is all federally funded and it's all corporate money and the tickets are overpriced and nobody goes on unless it's company money. Blah blah blah. I'm like, holy fuck. That's shut. great. You asked. Yeah. yeah. It, typical Jersey guy. I mean, right. you know, friendly, talkative, but right. I'm not. So no. there you go. Um, but that just kind of tied into you saying that the flights are on par. Amtrak is stupid yeah. expensive. So expensive. Oh my god. Uh, that's enough of my rant for the weekend. How was yours? It was good. Uh, my mom's birthday was on Saturday. Uh, no, Friday. So you're the whole, good, the you're whole, a good the, son. The leap day is fucking me up. Oh, she's born on the... No, she's the day before the leap day. So she's oh. February 28th. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we went home for, uh, you know, her birthday. We went out to dinner. Uh, awesome, like, wine bar, steakhouse type place. Oh, yeah. Uh, Amazing wine, amazing steak. Food was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we just spent the day with them on Saturday for a little bit and then just took it easy the rest of the weekend. It was nice. 
I am a little jealous. Yeah, polar opposite in terms of like what uh, we did this weekend. On the go, 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 fucking accents everywhere. I don't even know. <laughs> uh, anyways, let's dive into the hockey news because I can tell nobody cares about my weekends anymore. Uh, all right, so first is first. Uh, it's kind of been known to the public after being reported – uh, in an interview, Joe Thornton of the San Jose Sharks was pretty bummed out that he did not get a chance at the basically getting traded to a contender this year. Uh, the fact that Patty Marlowe got dealt, Brendan Dillon got dealt, you know, his good core pieces that have been there yep. for a while got dealt, and he did not. Uh, his exact quote was, I've been hunting this thing down for 22 years. I wanted a shot. So from what I am hearing and by what – I follow Bob McKenzie on Twitter. That's basically what I mean when yeah. I say that, right? And uh, essentially the asking price that San Jose wanted for him was too high. Well, his cap hit, I think, is Ew. the thing that fucked this up. Yeah. Well, that too. <clears throat> they could retain salary, though. They could, but I just think they're you know, they're going to say it's not worth it. They're probably going to want them to retain like 80% of that salary. Yeah, uh, most likely. Because his mean, cap hit's like, what, five? Uh, six. Six? I want to yeah. say six. If you... Please, nobody check that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know everyone had said, like, oh, it'd be great for him to go back to Boston, or there was talk of him, like, I think people said, oh, he could play on the fourth line in Tampa, like, a hundred times. Yeah. But I don't think either of those teams were in a position to, a cap crunch. to take on that, especially considering they'd already made moves. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I don't disagree. I mean, honestly... I mean, it sucks for him. And he... Should have won it out after they Four lost. Four years ago. Yeah, or even that. I mean, granted, they went to the cup final and pit against Pitt in 16. After 17, maybe you just think, okay, our window's kind of closing. Yeah. It's uh, like, I feel like he Kavelsky always kind left. of had that like hope coming in, though, yeah. because they were always good. Like, they were always a second-round playoff team. Once Pavs left, I think yeah. that really just kind of put the dagger in them. And yeah. to be quite honest, I, I didn't think the Sharks were – contenders going into this year. I didn't think they were contenders. They were a playoff I, team, I thought. Yeah, we, we I think we thought they were a playoff team. I don't think anyone thought. But Martin Jones is as good as is my dog. dog shit, yeah. Crap on a cold winter yeah. morning. So, you know, we've been over that plenty of times. Uh, so, I don't want to keep using the same joke over and over. Uh, do you think someone should have taken a look at him? I mean, who I do mean, you think? I think, you know. What contender could have used him that you th- that could have – potentially afforded him obviously we know Tampa's crunched the caps are crunched the penguins are kind of crunched now so yeah I know the caps would I don't think one they would do that and yeah. two they're like so close to the cap anyways there's just no way it was going to happen without them moving another piece and that's just not worth it right I heard Dallas was probably the front runner I'm sure Pavs was probably saying let's get this guy to Dallas yeah uh, you know I was waiting for the Toronto bullshit to start <laughs> because he's from I'm pretty sure he's from London probably and, you know, the Leafs being the Leafs, they're going to say, like, oh, like, we'll, we'll get Joe Thornton his cup and, you know, we'll bring in the veteran to add a presence in the locker room. But I just think that would have been a terrible move for them. Uh, Probably. I don't really think anybody benefits, to be honest. I think he's just way past it. Yeah, and, like, you know, people were comparing this to the whole Ray Bork situation when uh. he got dealt to Colorado. But Bork had some serious talent left. Oh, yeah. And the problem with Joe is he's never been the fastest guy. Yeah. But now as he's gotten older and the game's gotten a lot faster. It's I said it last episode. He had two goals in 61 games. I mean, it's not like he was putting up numbers. Like Marlowe's contributing, so you can justify bringing in that veteran player. 
Because yeah, he, so we got him. Right. But, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but like you know, he can benefit the locker room, but he can also contribute. You could say the same about a guy like Justin Williams, who we both oh, hate. God. But I think with Thornton, the numbers aren't there. The production's just not there. It's couldn't agree more. Yeah. Uh, next topic on the list, we have Leon Dreisaitl becoming the first player so far this season to break the to break the 100 point plateau. Uh, not sure if you guys saw, but we're recording this today on Tuesday instead of the usual Monday. And last night he had four goals and one assist against the Nashville Predators, who I contemplated betting and thank God didn't. And he's now up to 105 points on the year. Uh, front runner for Hart Trophy, in my opinion. I've been saying Mac all season, uh, but I think at this point it would be a shame if it was anyone but those two. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, here is what I will say. I know crazier, crazier things have happened. Edmonton is currently sitting second in the Pacific Division with 78 points. Uh, they... I mean, they're six points ahead of a wild, of a non-wild card spot. Yes. So they're six points ahead of being out of the playoffs. If they somehow, which this is an out of the realm of possibility, tank or choke, whatever you want to call it, probably choke at this point. I mean, if they don't make the playoffs, he still can't win it, in my opinion. He still can? Can't. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Can't. So, like, if he doesn't make the playoffs but Mac does, you would give it to Mac? Yes. Okay. Just because that's how it kind of is. Now, granted, I think the Oilers are going to make it, and man, oh, man, would that be a first-round matchup if things stayed as is, and we'll get into that a little later. Uh, but, you know, yeah, he's the front-runner, 105 points so far. I mean, we're only they've only played 66 games so far this season, and I know he's missed like one or two games. So Yeah, I don't want to necessarily take McDavid out of the running for this because he is the greatest player on the planet right now. But I think when Says you – who? everyone it's just a known thing oh man yeah your vote does not count because you're just gonna harp on you know you're gonna go off on like a 10 minute rant about Sid okay uh but you know I think you're gonna have to factor in McDavid's time he missed for injury to this and that's kind of what fucked him for lack of a better term not that obviously you know he could control that and that's not his fault and in the grand scheme of things like yeah MVP is cool but they obviously want something and just a reminder uh Leon Dreidel's cap hit is $8.5 million. Yep. And he's absolutely, I mean, torching the league. Yeah. So, this, I mean, good for Edmonton, man. I mean, I, I kind of have a little bit of hate towards them just because I hate the McDavid-Crosby comparisons. I'm a much bigger, you know, Mac guy or Matthews guy than mm-hmm. I am with uh, McDavid. But good for them. Their fan base deserves it. They deserve to be in the playoffs. I mean, I love to watch Connor McDavid. I just hate the comparisons. So yeah, I think it's better for the league if that team makes the playoffs, just because those two superstars make the game so much better. Oh yeah, yeah, and put them against Calgary. Holy Here shit! Here we go. Yeah, uh, the New York Islanders will play all playoff games in the entire twenty twenty slash twenty. Jesus, Matrix. All right, next year. Yeah, <laughs> next year. The Islanders will play all playoff games in this year's playoffs, should they make it, and next year uh, at Nassau Coliseum. So, you know, obviously the new one in, where is it? You know Long Island better than me. Where's the new one Belmont going? Park? Belmont Park. Yeah, it's Belmont Park. Yeah. Um, that's going to be up and running in the 2022-2023 season. Uh, but until then, all games will be played at Nassau. What are your thoughts? I think this is great, not only for the team, but – for the you know, fan base. Yeah, the fans. I mean, there is such a discrepancy between when the Islanders play at Barclays Center versus when they play at Nassau. 
yes. Now, actually, historically, yes. This year, they've actually won more games at Barclays than they have at Nassau. Right. Fact. But yeah. I think just in terms of, one, making it better for the fans. Two, the players. I know the players prefer to play in Nassau. And now they don't the have to split too. their time you know, between uh, two different arenas where they're pretty much going to be on – you know, they're going to be in hotels instead of, like, going home. Right. It's just, I mean, it's ridiculous. So, this is great. You know, I'm, I'm sure the new arena will be beautiful, as all these new arenas that are popping up are. Oh, yeah. Um, it, yeah. it just gives that identity back. I mean, everyone loves playing at the Coliseum. The fans love the Coliseum. It's a barn. I mean, yes, it is a it is barn a barn. to play in, especially yeah. if they're in the playoffs. So, I'm looking forward to that. I kind of hope they get in, uh, even though I hate them. But I, I would be lying if I said that fan base and that – building isn't absolutely electric it's it's historic too it's just, i mean yeah, it, yeah it's the it's the old school feel when you kind of go in yes there, so it's yeah. good to have not that a back. place i want to go into if i'm a visiting playoff team no or as just a you know sane human being in general yeah but. that too <laughs> uh and late uh when was this over the weekend the nhl gms discussed the possibility of changing the e-bug aka the emergency goalie policy uh, after the David Ayers basically fame tour went on display over the past yep. week. Uh, there were some people arguing that this should be taken out, uh, that the goalies who were the quote-unquote third stringers, for lack of a better term, uh, didn't – like the big thing with Ayers was they were saying he worked for the Marlies, he worked for the Leafs organization, he knows the guys. What if he just wanted to throw the game, right? right? And I said that on the podcast. Yep. I said, what yeah. if – you know, what if there's a conflict of interest and someone roots for a team? I mean, right. honestly, if I was in Game Seven and I was playing for the whoever the fuck and had to play against the Penguins, I am throwing that game. <laughs> That's I terrible. don't give a That's shit. Terrible. I don't give a shit. I'll let them score ten goals in the first period. I'll get yanked. You get another e bug. Right. I'll let I'll let the score run up until you get a backup e bug. <laughs> I'm dead serious. You wouldn't. I don't. I don't know if I would. You know, it's just, it's, I can't. Your even, love for Ovechkin and the I Caps isn't process, as great as your pride? Like, I can't process that, like, situation. Like, oh, me, it. a random, like, civilian person being put into game seven of the Stanley Cup finals. I think. I would die for another cup. Well, I think, one, I would die. I'd black out, like, completely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, you're yeah. not kidding. I, I would freak. But. I just think it's hysterical that, of course, after Toronto gets beat by a Zamboni driver, the NHL goes, well, we should really think about changing this rule. And they, everybody has said, if it wasn't Toronto who got beat, this might we not be We would not be, be talking deal. about it If at this all. was the Panthers versus the Hurricanes. Who cares? You know, not a big deal. The Leafs, eh, different right. story. Now, the people who are in favor of it say it's, you know, it, it, it's a good policy – you know, there's roster spots that you have to manage, yeah. right? And then you're talking about the salary cap. Yeah. And then you're talking about all these other factors that play into holding an extra goalie on the bench and development issues and getting guys play time, blah, 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 blah. And not only that, it some people argued that it's a good look for the league when they are on Sports Center and have a feel-good story. And then basically the other side was like, well – what are people going to think if you're just throwing a janitor in the yeah. in the net? I see both sides. I don't really have an opinion, to be quite honest. I don't really give a shit. This happens so rare. Yeah. Although it seems like with Scott Foster and now David Ayers in the last two years, it's kind of cool. But uh, that's really all I have to say. No, I saw a bunch of people who were making the argument that this should stay for the regular season only, but they should do something different in the playoffs. And you know, you know, reading more, people were saying. 
well, if it happens in the playoffs, if both goalies are injured, like just throw that guy in anyways because it's not like that team is going to be able to survive. Yeah. You know, that whole series if both their, you know, their starting goalie and their backup are hurt. So Right. I don't know. You know, there's a a mix of emotions about it, but I'm honestly glad that they decided to keep it the way it is. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh and lastly, as far as catching you up on the league, uh we've been kind of keeping an eye on all the different trophy trackers. As the year's gone on, uh, at first it looked like Kale McCarr was the runaway favorite for the Calder Trophy. Uh, but in the last two months, Quinn Hughes has absolutely been dominating the NHL. Uh, Quinn Hughes is now probably the favorite, I would say, for the Calder Trophy. Uh, when Hughes was asked about his recent play and where he thinks he should stand in the rankings for Calder Trophy favorites, his quote was, I'm not the one making the call. But especially the last 30 games, I don't know if anyone has been better than me. Confidence. Talk about putting your balls on the table. This Seriously. kid's 20 years old. And, I, and he's you, like five foot eight, a right. buck 50. I completely agree with him, too. He's a little water bug type yeah. player. That's for, I mean, well, I, do you remember the comparison I made at the beginning of the year? I said he's a little bit more mobile version of Jared Spurgeon. Yeah, you did say that. I mean, he really is. He just moves super quick. Uh, he's if you look at the advanced analytics but between the Corsi rating and all that, he has more defensive responsibility and efficiency than Kale McCarr, and he now has more points than Kale McCarr. Granted, McCarr was hurt for a little bit of time. I think like a two week period in mm-hmm. January or something, so that could have hurt his odds. But I mean, Hughes is just playing lights out. He's been dominant. He's the absolute puzzle piece that was missing from that power for play. Sure. For last year, we all talked about the talent, right? And now yeah. they got a couple more pieces, and it's Hughes' first full year, and their power play has been incredible. So, yeah, I think Quinn Hughes is definitely the favorite at this point. I agree. Uh, I think it's funny, you know, where we started the beginning of the year, all the talk was about Jack Hughes, and we've completely just flipped the switch. Quinn. Yep. He is the eighth defenseman in NHL history to get above 50 points as a defenseman under 21 years old. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And there's some pretty elite company that he's yeah. been in there with. So good for Quinn, good old American boy. Yep. Uh, he did. He, was he blue? Yeah. And so you kind of do don't hate, hate him? him anymore. Okay, but okay. yeah. Okay. Let's move on to injuries. So the big one that I think we're all pretty up to speed on now is that Steven Stamkos is out for six to eight weeks for surgery to a core muscle. Ouch. That sounds uh, like yeah. it hurts. This sucks for Tampa for yeah. sure. Uh. I mean, I'm no math guy, but six weeks is over a month, and the playoffs start in a month, so he's going to miss probably the first round if it, you know, goes into the eight week time frame that it says it could. So, so best case scenario, that's like the second or third week in April. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Lightning are a good enough team where they might be able to get away with it, but this I think is... they'll be fine, and I think they'll still make the playoffs. But oh well, they'll make the play. Yeah, they, like they the, the this. Playoffs. I mean, this is definitely not a situation they want to be going into their first round matchup with. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it happens. Uh, Chris Kreider, he just got re-signed and is now listed as week-to-week with a broken foot, so that is the exact opposite of what Rangers fans wanted to happen. Sign the big ticket, block a shot, break the foot, boom, boom. So That's tough. I mean, they had been on a roll, and this is definitely not going to help them at all. No, not at all. Uh, Mike Green uh, (laughs) just traded to the Edmonton Oilers, and now he's going to miss three to four weeks with a sprained MCL. That sucks. That does suck. Uh, sucks for their power play. And Athens CU actually got dinged up. Yep. He might be out for a couple of games. Nothing I, long. I saw day to day. So yeah. 
Uh, Josh Anderson will be out four to six months after suffering season-ending shoulder, like a season-ending shoulder injury that he's obviously expected to have surgery for. Man, you talk about the fall from grace. Columbus they, is on a uh, roll. They have the plague. They I ain't going to make it, bad. man. I really don't think they will. Let me tell you right now, they're in the second wild card spot with 78 points. Uh, the three teams who have a chance of catching them are Carolina, New York Rangers, and Florida, and all of them have at least two games in hand right now. Yep. So that's definitely – I mean, if you're making me bet money, I think Carolina's probably going to take over Columbus's spot and get that second wild card. But, yeah, I don't think the, I don't think the Jackets are making the playoffs, bottom line. I, I, at this point, this – this is just like what the eighth injury that they've had in the last it's two too months. Much. Yeah, it's too much. Uh, Victor Mete will miss the remainder of the season for the Montreal Canadiens with a fractured foot. That sucks. Uh, the Habs had been uh, putting on some decent hockey lately, and that's definitely not going to help. And I think that is co- a contributing factor to why they won't make the playoffs this season. Yeah. Uh, and this one is from the top rope. I mean, Toronto. This is not what you wanted to see. Uh, Jake Muzzin will be out at least four weeks with a broken hand. Yeah, that that one really hurts. He's uh, got that big extension. Yep. Uh, you know, he's been a rock for them all year. Now they do get Morgan well, Riley back. Yeah, soon. they do get Riley back next soon, week. I'm here, so that'll help. But definitely not a player that Toronto can afford to be at, like out with. Long he's term. been their most consistent guy all year for sure. Uh, and lastly, I don't know if we updated you guys on this last week. But Miko Rantanen of the Colorado Avalanche will be out, quote-unquote, multiple weeks with a multi- with a upper body injury. So not good news for Colorado. Uh, I was initially seeing a four-week time frame, mm-hmm. so maybe right back in time for the playoffs. But, uh, I mean, it hasn't stopped the Avs. They've been red hot. So Definitely. So moving on, uh, you know, it, this is crunch time. This is the playoff push, and we just wanted to run down where everything sits just to give you guys a clear picture of what we have to look forward to over the next – uh, month and two weeks before the playoffs start. Uh, so let's do the East first. As of right now, in the Atlantic, the Boston Bruins are in first, the Tampa Bay Lightning are in second, and the Toronto Maple Leafs are in third. In the Metro, the Caps are in first, the Flyers are in second, the Penguins are in third, and the top two wildcard spots are held by the New York Islanders and the Columbus Blue Jackets, respectively. And as I mentioned earlier, the Hurricanes, the Rangers, and the Panthers are the three teams that are chasing for the last wild card spot right now. Actually, you could just call it the last, the wild card spot in general because the Islanders and the Jackets are both tied at 78. So it's yep. kind of up for grabs right now. It is. I mean, between the Rangers, uh, who are fourth in the wild card standings, to the Islanders, who are first in the wild card standings, it is only four points. Yeah, and like I said, there's a couple games in hand against Columbus from some of the teams chasing. Yes. So. Now, I don't think Florida, who's in fifth in the wild card standings with 73 points, will be able to sneak in in a wild card spot. I think the only way they get in is if they can beat out Toronto, who's five points ahead of them for that third spot in the Atlantic. That is the only way. Yeah. And as I'm looking at this, it's kind of scary that the Penguins are only five points in. <laughs> it is. I mean, it is so <laughs> not tight. A bit, you have, not a big cushion. You know, there's three points separating uh, – the Penguins and Flyers and Flyers and Caps. Yeah. So, I mean, it is super close. You know, Boston and Tampa are – they're safe. They're running away with it. I would say it's pretty – 
Now, Tampa and Boston play each other twice this week. That yeah. could have an impact on, you know, who's going to get first. But yeah. if you, I mean, Boston's got 94 points. Tampa's got 87. I would say it's pretty much a lock that Boston's going to win the division. I agree. So, we'll see. Uh, moving on to the West. In the Central, the St. Louis Blues are in first. The Colorado Avalanche are in second. And the Dallas Stars are in third. In the Pacific, the Vegas Golden Knights are in first. The Edmonton Oilers are in second. And the Calgary Flames are in third. And the top two wildcard spots in the West go to the Vancouver Canucks and the Nashville Predators, respectively. I really hope the Canucks make it. The, I do, too. I'm really pulling for I mean, them. This it team, sucks that Markstrom injury yeah, had to go down. And we saw it. I mean, they were leading the Pacific for a while. They've had a couple bad breaks. You know, Besser's been hurt. Markstrom got hurt. And it's just sort of kind of fallen off. They've lost their consistency, and that's why they're in a wild card spot right now. Yeah, and you know, as expected, the Knights turned it on. Uh, everyone kind of was raising their eyebrows at that Pete DeBoer uh, hiring, but yeah. I mean, ain't nobody questioning it now. They're coming. They're the real deal. Uh, they're only seven points out of being, or eight points rather, out of being first place in the entire conference. Absolutely. So, uh, I still think they're the best team in the Pacific. And honestly, I think they're probably the most well-rounded team in the entire Western Conference, in my opinion. I agree. So When they're healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and, you know, now they got Laner backing up Flurry. There's a little more insurance policy there. And they've been red hot lately, so I don't see this slowing down. Yeah, the, uh, the wild card race for the Pacific is insane. You have Vancouver in the first wild card spot with 74 points. And then you go down to fifth, you have Minnesota with 71. Yeah, there's and three then, points separating five teams. Right, and in between, you have three teams tied with 72 points. The Predators, the Jets, and the Coyotes. Yeah. The Predators have made a big climb back. Big second-half push. Yeah, they've definitely been making a comeback. I really hope the Jets don't make it. I just have zero desire to watch them. I re- Coyotes, eh, I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like I like the – it would I, be the most entertaining if it stayed the way it is right now. I, I agree. Uh, so – well, especially with... <laughs> right, speaking of that, so the matchups, if the Stanley Cup playoffs started today, that is March 3rd, 2020. In the East, the Bruins would play the Blue Jackets, the Lightning would play the Maple Leafs, the Caps would play the Islanders, and the Flyers would play the Penguins. <laughs> Those are some juicy matchups. Those are very juicy matchups. Yeah. Uh, you can already tell which one I would be most excited for. Yes. But, uh, damn, that's... That... Caps Islander series would be a bloodbath. Yeah, well, I I, the last that. one they had. Yeah. Uh, I mean that was one that of would the be, best series I have watched. That in a would long be time. a physical series. Yeah. I mean a physical series. Obviously, Penguins Flyers. That'll have a lot of rough and tough stuff. Lightning Leafs. I think that would be at over city. I, yeah. You know, for, from a gambling standpoint. And the Bruins would absolutely just fucking mop the jackets. So. I wish we could switch the jackets and the Leafs so we could have Lightning jackets and Bruins Leafs in the first round. That actually would be because of the whole because the Leafs had to right. play uh, or the Jackets had to play the Lightning last year. So yes. that'd be a nice little revenge series. Yeah. That actually would be awesome. That'd be sick. Uh, moving on to the West, we would have the Golden Knights up against the Vancouver Canucks, the Edmonton Oilers and Calgary Flames, <sighs> the St. Louis Blues and the Nashville Predators. And the Colorado Avalanche and the Dallas Stars. 
Yeah, that's uh, like which one do you watch? Do you watch East or West? Well, like, well yeah. I'm going o- Oilers right. Flames. Yeah. Is the, that's that's the one. Yeah. That's the sweet spot. It, the standings, like I don't care what anyone else. That's does. hitting the G spot. Those right there. two teams need to stay right where they are. That gets me excited in all types of ways. Yeah, in a lot of ways. <laughs> uh, I mean, that would be a you know I know it's you know West Coast. I would stay up every night that those games were on to watch them. Easy. It's a nice little segue right after you're done watching the East. Look, with March Madness coming up, look. It's awesome. I'll probably – I'm going to watch with friends. I'm going to gamble. You know, you're going to do the typical thing, yep. right? And obviously, you're a much bigger college basketball fan than I am. Yes. This is This is where I sit down and kind of really watch. I don't watch during the year. Okay. I'm not going to lie. But first round NHL playoffs is just it, – it, it's, it's like – It's the best. Like the two best sporting events or like parts of, you know, the sporting year for me are the first round of the NHL playoffs – and those two days, well, really that first four days of March Madness, uh, yeah. where it's like Thursday to Sunday. Drink, gamble, sleep. Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll be yeah. a good one. When maybe, I was we'll, in a, maybe we'll throw in a little empty betters college basketball Yeah, we could something. do that. I was in Jacksonville last year for March Madness, and it was great. You would show up you know, to the arena at like 9, you're in by like 11, and you have four games. You know, I was just oh, yeah. dummying tall boy <laughs> Bud Lights at like noon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, so if the playoffs started today, those would be your matchups. I mean, obviously, I think that's a really entertaining first round. So uh, we'll see how it all shakes out over the course of the next month. You got anything else to add? Nope, that's it. Uh, John Buchagross, who works for ESPN, and in my opinion, is one of their more competent hockey personalities, mm-hmm. uh, came out with a list of the top 20 American hockey players of all time. So to run from the bottom of the list to the top, number 20, Mark Johnson, Miracle on Ice player, uh, yep. head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers women's team, if I'm not mistaken. Don't ask me. Uh, Neil Broughton, another uh, Miracle on Ice player. Mark Howe, Mike Richter, John Carlson, Tony Amani, Bill Guerin, Jonathan Quick, Frank Brimsick, Phil Housley, Joey Mullen at 10, Keith Kachuk at 9, Jeremy Roenick at 8, Chris Chelios at seven, Brian Leach at six, Jack Eichel at five, Pat LaFontaine at four, Mike Madano at three, Austin Matthews at two, and Patrick Kane at number one. Well, what was this guy smoking? So, of all time? Of all time. God damn, man. I, how the fuck are you putting Austin Matthews at number two all time? How can you tell me that Jack Eichel is better than Chris Chelios? Or Jeremy Roenick or right. Keith Kachuk. There's just I could really put a dent in this list if I wanted to, but it would we'd be here for an hour. Obviously, I don't agree with the top ten. Uh, there's a lot of new school faces that just haven't given me enough of a sample size for me to you know, say this and yes. confirm it. So uh, I don't really like the list. I think you're absolutely crazy for having Matthews at two above Mike Madano. Yeah, that's I agree. nuts. I agree with Patrick Kane at one. I do. I think Madano should be two. I agree with John Carlson getting in there. I, I do. I think he's yeah. going to go down as one of the best American defensemen of all time. I agree. So as far as the overall all-time list, 
I think there's got to be factors in there that include longevity. And Austin Matthews has been in the league for like four or five years. so Which is still, I mean, that's crazy. It feels like it's been two. Yeah, no, I, trust me, I get it. So no. I think he will get into the top five eventually. Like this wouldn't surprise me if like when it's all said and done that that's what that list would look like mm-hmm. considering what those, you know, like Eichel and Matthews are capable of. Yes. But I think now it's just a little bit premature. Absolutely. Because, like you said, we haven't seen them do anything yet. Yeah. Uh, moving on from that, let's do the State of the Unions. Uh, do you want to start or do you want me to go first? Uh, let's do bad news first because that's really all I got sure. right about now. So the Penguins are an absolute dumpster fire. They fucking stink. Uh, since we last spoke, we went on our West Coast tour, and we lost all three games to the Kings, the Ducks, and the Sharks. Uh, to be honest, I didn't get to watch any of the three. Uh, I was either I was in New York for two of them, and that wasn't happening. And then I didn't catch the Wednesday night game against the Kings. Here's what I can tell you: uh, we lost five nothing to the Sharks, which I is saw that horrible. Yeah. Uh, and then the other two games were one goal games. Uh, to be honest, I, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I didn't watch any of these. I don't even know who started. I just saw the scores, so I can't. I don't really have much of an input on the game. So, but what I do know is that they're gonna mop the floor tonight against the Senators. I'm looking – I'm thinking – I don't know why. I have a feeling Crosby's going to have, like, five points tonight. Hmm. I think they're going to absolutely smoke them, and hopefully they do. Uh, they're minus 300, so I'm not taking that. <laughs> but uh, trust me, I looked. But, yeah, I, going forward, we've lost six in a row, so it can't really get much worse than here. Uh, Murray and Jari haven't really played all of that bad, to be perfectly honest. Uh, this week, obviously, we have the Senators tonight. We have the Sabres in Buffalo on Thursday, and then we have the Capitals at home on Sunday, and then the Hurricanes at – I'm sorry, the Capitals at home on Saturday and the Hurricanes at home on Sunday. So we got two afternoon games this weekend, back-to-back homes, the Sabres and the Senators. I think – I mean, I want to say we need to win at least three of these because we do – Realistically, I see this going two and two. I don't know why, but we never play the Sabres well. It's just one of those things where they kind of have our number, and they beat us the last time we played them. And I have no idea what to think about the Caps game. I mean, that's always a coin flip. Exactly. You know, it's going to be a, now. It's going to be a one goal game. Yep. It's probably going to go to overtime. It's going to be some stupid fucking penalty that I'll say Chris Letang takes, and then Ovechkin's going to clap a one timer. It's going to go off the board. Oh, she's going to tap it in when it's in the crease and. <laughs> Whoever the fuck is in that looks like the sushi that just got killed in New York on Saturday. So, whatever. Uh, and then the Hurricanes, God knows. I mean, they work hard. They got a good coach. They're disciplined. Jordan Stahl continues to be the demon that haunts his old team. So, I don't really know. I, I, this this team has played with my emotions so much this year. And for once, in a from from like January till the end of February, I was convinced. I was like, we're, we're ready. Here we go. It's going to happen. And now all of a sudden we drop six. It just feels like the start of the year when it was so bipolar, and I'm really getting tired of it. We got four games until we talk next time. I don't know how any of these four are going to go. I'm in. I have no words. I'm kind of a lost cause right now. So, wow. yeah. All righty. Uh, and Sidney Crosby has one point in his last five games. That's oh, unacceptable. Jesus Christ, no so. one cares. Um, going back to the Caps, they split their home-and-home home series with Winnipeg. Uh, you know, those are always tough games. Winnipeg, as we said last week, is a complete wild card, and you never know what you're going to get with them. 
They did get off to a great start on Tuesday's game in D.C. The Jets did battle back late. Uh, they are so good at cycling the puck below the net. It's unreal. The whole Shifley to Connor connection is just, it's unstoppable. Uh, the Caps did ultimately win in a shootout. The first two shooters for the Caps, ready for this? TJ Oshie and Ilya Kovalchuk. It's like Sochi 2014 all over again. Wasn't Ovechkin like the fifth shooter, or was that a different? Yeah, they usually don't put him out. I think he usually goes fourth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Who's the Kuzi probably or something? So it usually goes Oshie, Kuznetsov, Vrana as of lately, but before Vrana. Kovalchuk's a shootout. It used to be Backstrom. So now they started with Oshie. Kovalchuk, and then I think Kuzi was third. Yeah. I would say in the history of shootouts, I have no stats to back this up, but Oshie and Kovalchuk have to both be top five. Datsuk and UC Jokinen. Yeah, then yeah. maybe uh, – yeah. I have no stats either, but those are the two None. that stand out to me. Yeah. And Taves maybe. Yeah, true. Or Kane. Yeah. Um, they ended up getting shut out by Connor Hellebuck in the next game in Winnipeg. They had great chances and everything. He just – you know, stood on his head. Right. Uh, once again, cycle play below the net, Shifley to Connor. Not much you can do there. Yeah. Uh, solid road win in Minnesota. They had a crazy five-goal first period. Um, you know, Brendan Dillon just continues to impress. Caps fans love him. Yeah. I mean, he's had like, what, two, three fights, and he's been with the team for four games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, great physical play. Kovalchuk has shown flashes of his skill as well as his, uh, you know, physical. Oh, you play. like him now? Huh? I've, you know, I haven't seen a goal yet, but you know. <laughs> well, fair enough. Right. That's what you're getting him for. But uh, you know, there's been flashes of him at the point uh, on the second power play unit. One timer still looks good, so hopefully that can help. This week is a huge week for the Caps. I'm going to go ahead and say that this is the biggest week of their season so far. They have. All Metro Division opponents this week. Ooh. They are at home against the Flyers on Wednesday. These two teams, as of right now, are one and two in the Metro, and they're only separated by three points, so that's a huge game. They're at New York on Thursday, so a back-to-back. Islanders or Rangers? Rangers. Okay. So in MSG Oops. on Thursday, that's a tough one. The Rangers had looked hot. They faltered a little bit, but the Rangers always play the Caps tough. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then they're obviously at Pittsburgh on Saturday. So in the span of four days, they're going to play the team that's directly behind them in the standings by three points, and then the team that's third in the division, who's only six points down on them. Right. So these are big games. Uh, my takeaways for the week are Braden Holtby has looked solid, seems to be back to sort of his normal self. He's looked sharp, and he seems to have reestablished that number one role. Uh, the Caps are continuing to shuffle defensive pairings, just trying to find a good rhythm with uh, the addition of Brendan Dillon. So, you know, he's been he's playing with Carlson. Then he was playing on the third pair. Uh, you know, where he will land permanently, we'll see. And the last takeaway I had is the Troika, which is Russian for three or trio. If you think that they're not going to put Ovi, Kuzi, and Kovi out there one more time after that goal that they scored in Minnesota, you are sorely mistaken. You see what I just did? Yeah. Yeah. No, you guys are literally the Soviet Union. Right. You're dick, you're communists. I don't know if you can say that we're the Soviet Union because we have two American hockey heroes on our team. It's not my hero. Right. Oshie and Carlson. I mean, you, nah, Oshie's yeah. not my hero. Yes, he is. No, he's yeah. not my yes, hero. He is. It's 2020. Yeah. I can say <laughs> nobody's any, my anything. Right. right. It's just not happening. <laughs> Anyways... 
Uh, that's all I have for State of the Union. Obviously, a big week for both teams coming up, so it should be interesting next time we talk. Yeah, I might be dead, so who knows. Yes. Uh, if they lose all four, see ya. True. Uh, let's move on to who's hot. Uh, speak of the devil, the Philadelphia Flyers are Literally the, devils. the hottest team in the NHL right now. They are 8-2-0 in their last 10. They have won six straight, and they have rocketed to second in the Metro. Yeah, they they literally are the devils, not the New Jersey Devils, but like the devils of no, my like soul. Satan. Yeah, yeah, they 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 are a satanic yeah. franchise. I despise them. Yeah. Uh, however, they have been playing really well. Uh, there's actually a Twitter page that I saw that's created that literally counts down the number of wins until Carter Hart passes Marty Bruder for the all-time wins list. Wow. So if you want to go follow it, it already has 4,000 followers. That's ridiculous. Uh, so that's pretty entertaining to see all the comments on there. I don't know if he'll get that high up, but he is going to be a superstar. No, yeah, absolutely. And Kevin Hayes, we've said it for the last two weeks, he just continues to impress. He continues yep. to just keep going. Konechny's having a great year. Uh, he's kind of picked up the – I mean, seriously, like, Giroux hasn't had a stellar year by any means, right? No. Haven't In heard fact, I mean, you could honestly say the last couple of years he's been pretty quiet. But yeah. it's nice that he doesn't need to be the focal point now for this team with the support that he has. Right. And, then you, you know, Provorov is obviously anchoring the back end. Gossespierre Spare is doing his thing as a, as a wild card offensive defenseman. Uh, it, it's just everybody seems to be clicking – for Philly right now, and that's the scary part. And I said at the start of the year, I said, I see this team coming in second in yep, the Metro. you called it. And here we are. So, <clears throat> yeah. Aside from the Flyers, the Vegas Golden Knights are also 8-2-0 and in their last 10. The St. Louis Blues and Colorado Avalanche have both won seven straight and are 7-2-1 and in their last 10. And the New York Rangers are 7-3-0 and in their last 10 and are just four points out of the second wildcard spot in the East. So for the Knights, Max Pacioretty is just on fire. Yep. He big now time. has record he recorded his 30th goal the other night that is his 6th 30th goal season in his career. Uh, he just continues to be a consistent 30 goal guy. He's got to be so happy on. to be out of Montreal. Oh yeah, it, it's just less pressure, warmer weather, better living. I mean, it, it, what why wouldn't you want to be there, right? Seriously. So, uh good for them. Obviously, you guys know I'm a little biased towards them, but yep. uh you know, it, this isn't a surprise with the way that their roster looks. So No, definitely not. And then with Colorado, right, Gruby goes down, and what's the fr- – Francois. Francois. I was going to say Francois. Yeah. Francois has been lights out. Uh, he's, la- he's won his last six games, and Colorado is actually 7-0 and on their last seven road games. So absolutely wild. And like you said, they've won seven straight in general, so there yep. you go. Uh, and then the Rangers, obviously, we know about them. We talked about them on the last episode – uh, seven and three in their last ten, and they're chasing that wild card spot. I mean, it kind of sucks with the Kreider injury, right? Yes. But I would say that Tony D'Angelo has been just one of the most impressive defensemen in general this year. Adam Fox too. Adam Fox, dude. I was I had money on the Rangers the other day, and Adam Fox comes down. Dude skates like the wind, handles the puck like a forward, has vision. I mean, he's got the full package. He is the definition of a puck moving defenseman for so, sure. Uh, they. Obviously, look really good. I mean, it sucks that uh, Igor is still out from the car accident. Yep. Uh, Hank did not look good the other day against no. Philly. I uh, bet them. Stupid. And, yeah, I mean, that's basically the Rangers are on par with where we think they should be uh, based on our preseason predictions. We said they'd be competitive because yep. they always are. Yes. And that's just how it is. I have not heard Capo Caco's name once this year, by the way. Me neither. Or Hughes. No. Jack Hughes. Like, yeah. w- the one and twos, and we were like, oh, it's going to yep. be like Lion A and Matthew. Nope. No, it was not. Nope. 
Uh, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Both of those guys are immensely talented, and they just need to develop some more. Yeah. Uh, as for who's not hot, the Pittsburgh Penguins are 3-6-1 and one in their last 10. That and have smile lost. off your face. I, I can't. I just, I, I'll try, but I can't. They've also lost six straight. Uh, enough said there. Moving on to the Vancouver Canucks. They are 4-5-1 and one in their last 10. They have lost three straight. Uh, they're injury-plagued. And as we mentioned, they were leading the Pacific a couple weeks ago, and now they're sitting in that first wild-card spot in the West. So... They're probably getting pretty nervous. Well, when you lose your Vezna, potential Vezna candidate goalie, that is definitely going to hurt. And so, your sniper. So uh, Demko's got to step up. Yes. Right? I and think they have uh, Deming. And Deming, they brought over at the deadline. He's got to step up, too. Yeah. I think goaltending is going to be the biggest thing for them. Going I do, forward. too. Now, as you know, for them, I think you know once they get Markstrom back and he's healthy, that's a team that could go deep in the playoffs. They just need to get there. I think they could be a sneaky third round team. Yeah, like they, it wouldn't surprise me if they made a little noise in the first two rounds. Like no, it I completely really agree. They're completely talented enough. Yeah. Um, that's all for who's hot and who's not. Let's do first liner and fourth liner. Who you got? Uh, my first liner is Pavel. Please Francois. Jesus, I, w- I look at his name and want to say Francois. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't um, even know if I'm saying it right. Is but he Russian? I think he's like French Canadian. I could be wrong. His first name's Pavel. Right. Is that bad? I don't know. Okay. Uh, well, he's six and zero in his last six with a he's nine. He's Czech, so we were both wrong. <laughs> oh, by the way, yeah. I said someone. Who was I talking about? Uh, I said someone on last episode was a Swede, and I called him a, a good, typical two-way player. There, a Swede. Sure as shit. I go home, and Dad goes. Uh, he's actually Czech. I'm like, are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? So apologies to that. Don't even know the guy's name. Right. But if you're coming here to get the right nationalities, you're at the wrong place. Right. Uh, we look at the first name and last name and kind of put our own little twang on it and see what we think. Right. Uh, yeah. Pavel Francouz, 6-0 and in his last six with a 9.57 save percentage and a 1.52 GAA. He is playing lights out and might actually be stealing Philip Grubauer's number one spot as we go into the playoffs. Definitely. I think it's something they're going to have to, you know, talk about. I wouldn't be shocked if game one comes around and they go with Gruby regardless, but it's a good problem to have. Yeah, it is. Uh, my first liner is Kevin Fiala of the Minnesota wild. He has 14 points in his last 10 games and was named the NHL's first star of the week. Yeah. He's been playing really well. I think he had nine points in four games last yep. week is what I saw. Uh, my fourth liner, pains me to say this, but uh, my captain, Sidney Crosby. Wow. One point in his last five games played, not good enough, six-game losing streak. He took on full responsibility for not be, you know, stepping up in key moments when the t- team needs it over the past uh, couple games. So looking for him to rebound in the coming weeks, and he's definitely going to have to get hot before we start in the playoffs. So. We have the same fourth liner. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Right. <laughs> I was about to get really mad. Um, I have another wild player, uh, Matt Zuccarello. Yeah. He only has four points in his last ten. Oof, yeah. And they paid him big bucks in the offseason, am yep, I wrong? big yeah. time. Okay. Uh, and now moving on to the picks, let's recap last week's picks. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, my puck line last week missed. Uh, the Leafs fucked me. Uh, the Lightning, I had them with the puck line over the Leafs last Tuesday. The Leafs beat them. I was texting Nick of frustration, whatever. Uh, my money line, I had Vegas over the Oilers on Wednesday in Vegas. Uh, I did not actually bet that because 
I did not think Vegas was going to be minus 200. I thought they were going to be like minus 150, 160. Like something that would give you a good ROI. But yeah, they were heavy favorites. And I'm starting to realize that the odds makers are just like, they suck Vegas' dick like, yep. so hard. So. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. It's just I, did, I really didn't think it was going to be that bad. No, it's like betting Toronto, though. Yeah. I mean, you just got to yeah, watch exactly. out for that kind of stuff. Exactly. And then uh, my over-under. <laughs> Easy money. It was at seven. Uh, the Leafs versus the Panthers on Thursday night. I said on the podcast, it's going to be six and a half. Oh, it was seven. And the odds to bet the over were even. Well, that's Vegas testing you, baby. And I absolutely ripped that. And I hit, it was three to three by the end of the first period. So you automatically get the push, right? Yep. Because if you've got six goals, you have to have a seventh. There's no ties. And then, uh, you know, thank God the empty netter hit at the end. That got me to eight. That actually yep. got the over. So... Uh, that was a just that was a lock. I knew it was the lock of the year. I don't throw that around lightly, so please trust me when I tell you that. So for sure, there you go. Um, two and one on the week. I also went two and one on the week. Uh, my puck line that hit that was the Bruins at the Islanders on Saturday. That was nice. Uh, Rangers money line on the road that was great for me. Uh, at the Canadians on Wednesday, easy money. Uh, the one that didn't hit, I was so close to going 3-0. and It was the over in the Canucks-Leafs game. It was 6.5, and, and they got 6. Damn it. 4-2 Leafs. Yep. Yeah. Sounds about right. So, tough loss, but oh well. Yeah, we're just consistently 2-1. It exactly. is what it is. So, uh, moving on to this week. Nick, I'll let you start it off. So, my puck line is going to be the Philadelphia Flyers at home versus the Buffalo Sabres on Saturday. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I really like that. They're hot. Buffalo's not. I mean, this is. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think that's going to be like a stupid, like, minus 115. I think you'll get like a. No, and I'm taking this even if they don't start. Um, Carter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think you should get like a plus 130. Yeah. Something around that. Uh, my puck line for the week. I am really going to regret this. I am taking the Oilers. Oh, okay, wow. <laughs> Oilers puck line again. Uh, we meet again, once again. I just said again three times. Uh, the Oilers against the Blue Jackets on Saturday night in Edmonton. Uh, I am going to be taking that on Saturday. My money line is going to be the Wild at the Sharks on Thursday. The Sharks have not looked great with the exception of a couple games last week. I think they beat someone 5 nothing. I can't really remember. Uh, but the Wild have been hot lately, and I saw you know how hard they played against the Caps, and they've taken a lot of money from me this season, so I'd like some of that back. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Uh, my money line, I am going to be riding the hot wave that is the Colorado Avalanche on the road. Uh, oh, Sidney Crosby just scored in the first period. 2 nothing Penguins. You're welcome. Against who? The Sens? Yeah, minus 300. Uh, money line. Avalanche versus Canucks in Vancouver on Friday night. The Avalanche have won their last seven in a row on the road. I'm riding it. Nice. I'm taking it. My over-under. It's an under, so brace yourself. Uh, it's going to be the Hurricanes at the Islanders on Saturday. Yep. Yeah. Now, the Islanders never get six and a half. It's five and a half or six. Yes. I think if it's at six, it's... Six, definitely do it. Five and a half, check like what the odds look like. Check who the goalies yeah, are. Yeah, check who the goalies are. Yeah. Uh, I think Carolina is one of the top two teams in hitting the under. 
Yeah, they and are. I, I think I know and the that Islanders I, are top five. Easy. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, that would make sense. I would expect that to be a five and a half, but yeah, we'll see. I could see that being like two one, two zero, oh, three zero, oh, three one, something like that. Yep. Uh, my over under. Uh, I'm gonna take the same game that I made for the money line. I'm gonna take the over in the Canucks versus the Avalanche on Friday. Uh, I think the Avalanche are gonna put up probably four goals, and I could see the Canucks. I could see him putting up three. It's like a 4-3 game, something like okay. that. I'm just going money line, not going puck line, so don't worry. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to take the same game for my over-under and my money line this week, Avalanche at Canucks on Friday. Nice. Uh, that's all I have for the week. Uh, as usual, uh, please go check out our merchandise. You can find that at the link in our Instagram bio. Uh, do you have anything else? No, I don't. Uh, you know, this is – we're in grind time right now, right? Playoff so, push. Uh, we're just kind of leading up. Long weekend. Sound kind of tired. Work was long today. Just, you know, grinding it out, trying to get the playoffs. And, uh, you know, hopefully in the coming weeks, uh, we'll start getting some interviews for you guys. We know that's a big hit with our fan base. So we try to do those as as frequently as we can. Uh, and then, you know, obviously we got the, the Caps versus Depends on Saturday. Maybe we'll do something for that or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that would so, be awesome. Uh, we'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, thank you all for listening, and without further ado. Class dismissed. She said it's cold outside, and she hands me a raincoat. Always worried about things like that. Well, she said it's all gonna end, and it might as well be my.